This call is being recorded. Hi, Chioma here. And I'm Mita. We're cousins and good friends who decided to turn our hours-long weekly phone calls into a podcast. Come into the room. Our open conversations are now open to you. In partnership with our friends at Yawa, this is Are You Me? What did you want to tell me? So it wasn't anything important. I was listening to, I think you should listen to Living for Connection. Oh, yeah. Living for Connection is a podcast where people share the stories of the ways that they have been either forming new connections during COVID or deepening their existing connections and creating communities for themselves. It is a follow-up to a podcast that we really love called Dying for Sex. We think it's excellent and highly recommend it. You should check it out. So this is Living for Connection. Like This guy was talking about how he and his wife decided, you know, to move their their family to some European city for like a year so their children could learn another language and they could experience something else and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they ended up choosing Madrid. And I just thought that was really cool. Like one, it's kind of, it also, then it reminded me of this. So Felicia Rashad and her sister, Debbie Allen, had done a, they had done an Instagram live, I think on it was on Christmas Day that I watched it afterwards. I didn't watch it on Christmas Day, but I watched it afterwards and it was really lovely. And so they had, like they ended up speaking about their mom moving them to Mexico when they were children, just being like, hey, it's a racism thing in the US. We really don't want to have, <laughs> want to raise inside of it. So she just like... Not for my kids. Yeah, I mean, just for a while, just to have like a different experience. She just moved them to Mexico, like which is how Felicia got to like, speak Spanish. And even on the Cosby show, like... They wanted somebody who could speak Spanish and like that was mm. but she said even just living in Mexico was so lovely. Like walking down the street, people would say La Negra and all the lovely <laughs> Spanish gassing her up. Exactly, and... you know. And I just thought like, wow, that that would be a really cool experience to give the kids, like for a short period of time, you know, it doesn't have to be forever. It can just be for a little bit and they get to experience something one they get to just like have their world view just broaden Two, they get to just like bask in their blackness and then just like living mm. outside of the whatever else that they grew up in here they get to experience another culture and another language but also it's just also a nice reminder that just because you have kids doesn't mean that like you cannot have adventures like this idea that mm. I have in another country or doing whatever like it doesn't have to be oh before I have kids before I'm married before I'm whatever like you can still do those things, you know. Mm. And you can, it's just a different experience, and you can get to introduce that. I I don't know. I just really like that, and I I thought it could be it would be really good for kids. And then I went. I was like, I feel like, well, I was guessing that maybe that probably helped you, like with living in Brunei, and that gave you like a good, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I feel like you're somehow living in my brain because. When I was on the phone with my siblings all day, mm-hmm. um, this was a conversation that we actually had. And we talked about it from one perspective because I think I shared like the, the, some of the conversations we were having around like money and wealth. But there was a whole other conversation we had about the importance of the time that we spent living abroad and how we noticed like such a big difference between us and the friends of ours who didn't have that experience Mm. um because it's almost acted like an interruption to the cultural 
quote unquote indoctrination mm-hmm. that that everyone gets. Yeah. Yeah. So if you stay in the same cultural context, like you will complete the full course of the cultural indoctrination, or you like you you'll attend every module. You'll be present <laughs> to you. You know. Yeah. But when you move to a different country, it just creates like a sharp interruption in that. And I think we had also like a bunch of other things going for us. It was like an unplugging from like a very religious upbringing, um, you know, from the Nigerian cultural upbringing, um, from even some of the like heavy parental and adult supervision Mm -hmm. because of like the boarding school component. For a while, I think I kind of envied people who, you know, grew up in the same place, grew up with the same friends. Like, it just seemed like a cool experience because sometimes as an adult, I feel like I look at those people and I'm like, wow, those people, they have their friends. They're still friends. Some of them are still in the same place and there's still that element of connection and people who know you. Like, I feel kind of a bit of a disjointed, like when I look at my own life and my own friends, Mm -hmm. that I don't necessarily feel like there's a common thread in the same way. Mm -hmm. And like, Sometimes I wonder if I'm like lonelier for it, mm. you know, like if it's like a, if it's a, if it's a lonelier path, but then I just, but the conversation I had with my siblings was like a really great reminder that I don't think I would, I, I, man, if I happen to have kids, we must, abroad must, like moving to a different cultural context for a period of time is extremely important like I yeah it's just extremely important it was defining for us like it really one of the areas like I guess the main angle that we came at it from was how much it interrupted our perspective on money mm-hmm. I think the point my siblings were trying to make is that in the UK especially in these communities where people grow up very working class yeah they see money as unlocking this other world, this other life that they don't have access to. Mm-hmm. But I think what happened for us in Brunei is that we got to participate in a lot of that world yeah. to see that. You didn't need even, all that money. Yeah, to see, like, literally, and to see that you can simulate it from a lower level of wealth. Like, when you're at a high level of wealth, you might have the year-round access to the country club, for mm-hmm. example. At a low level of wealth, maybe you can't afford that, but you can afford a day trip there. Yeah. Like two times a year, if you, that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, like you're not waiting for like to reach something, to unlock something. You could just, you've now seen so much of all the things that you can do mm-hmm. and you can see how they're enjoying, like you've already seen them. So you're just like, okay, which ones are important to me? Which ones do I like? Which ones do I want to implement in my life in some way? And yeah, I don't know. It was just I don't. No, I, I, I didn't realize I, I, I this didn't, then. I actually think I get that for sure. Like, yeah. I think that makes sense. Even just the way you've just described it about simulating that from a lower level of wealth, and we find ways to do that now. Where we're like, okay, like this, we're gonna be bougie and we're gonna splurge here versus right like, on other things. We'll be our cheap selves. <laughs> ah, like, like honestly, like uh, our trip to East Africa, like 
yeah, fine. If we were like way richer, we could have probably done it way bougier. Yeah. But there isn't another East Africa that a that a rich person is going to. Yeah. Like exactly. a rich person is going to the Maasai Mara too. Right. Is the same. And that place. was one where okay, we're like okay, we're gonna be a bit more bougie versus like the rest of the time we were like at an Airbnb. Yeah. That was like a shared Airbnb or whatever, right? Yeah. Versus like Masai Mara, we're like, no, we're gonna, we're not sleeping in like whatever kind of tent, like we're gonna be <laughs> bougie. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I like I couldn't agree more. And even on the travel thing, like that's something I've had to. I mean, we've had this conversation a bit about me kind of feeling like, huh, a little bit trapped in a way mm-hmm. with some of the um, stability I found in my current life and just. Yeah. Knowing that, like, I love travel, knowing that I still want to experience so much more of the world, like, and having to, I'm having to reorient my mind from this mentality that there are specific times for these things, you know, like the time for those things could be any time, it could be any age. And I was talking to Falaran about, um, we were talking about like investments and stuff, obviously, because he knows about that world. Oh, and then I was talking to him about like me searching for places potentially and like my rent going up. And I was like, but honestly, like I have no desire to get on the property ladder. And he was like, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> like He was almost like, what would you be doing on that? <laughs> he was like, your way to freeze spirited to tie yourself down with that kind of asset you would find he was just like you would find it so confining and I do think that's a big element of it in my mind where it just doesn't feel like the life that I I am ready for yet for me I don't exactly see that way because I'm like if I bought a house and a great opportunity comes along okay I will rent it out (laughs) and go where I need to go (laughs) no and that's absolutely true I think that's like completely true as well, but it more so speaks to my my mind about it. I think like it almost is like a one thing precipitating the other. I think you're already at the state of mind that I'm building towards, which is you are so open that like you would consider the opportunity on merit. I think my own concern is that by moving in certain ways, I preemptively limit myself. Mm-hmm from openness to opportunities because I'm just like okay now that I've bought like I buy the house and then I don't even put myself in the positions Uh where those opportunities those big opportunities can come my way anymore does that make sense like it's yeah it's almost like a I think this process that I'm undergoing will probably get me to where you are where it would just be like a yeah girl like do whatever solid and stabilizing things you need to do but know what you want to and if something comes then do what you have to do yeah even if it it has added complications exactly like do it but I think like I'm building up yeah (laughs) because I think like one place where I had to land was a point of making decisions for the life that I have now yeah that can change at any time but I'm not gonna sit here and be trying to make those decisions for a future that I cannot see yeah right and so I'm gonna make decisions for what life I have now and it's like for example I mean my mom like when I talk about like oh planning like this like 30th birthday trip or whatever my mom wants to remind me of my old oh, me and my girlfriends and she's like and I'm just like great if husband is there that would be cool I'll figure it out then but the life I have mm-hmm. now 
this is yeah, what it looks that's like. What it's gonna look like. <laughs> yeah. The levels to which you just make decisions for the life that you have now, and when this thing, like, if you're go- constantly just waiting and planning for the future, you will never mm-hmm. make a decision for the now, and then the future will meet you, and you will still be here talking about this other future that you just never did anything about. And I think yeah. that's just what I've had to learn. And it's like, I'm going to make a decision now. When the future comes, I will do what needs to be done and figure it out. And I don't, yeah. I don't see these things as tying me down in quite the same ways because I'm like, okay, I rent out the house. I sublet it. I sell it if need be. <laughs> like, worst yeah. case scenario, right? It's still an, inv- it's an investment. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, main point is abroad is a must. Like, yeah. abroad is somewhere else, different culture. Like, I could, I could actually... I'm glad that you as well will experience it, that, that you say that. Because, I mean, well, I, I think it was also com- comforting. I, it, it did make me think about you in that sense. Like, there's nothing to say that adventure stops. Like, like, oh, now I've had children and I cannot get to have this experience of living. Yeah wherever like I want to know it doesn't necessarily have to be that yeah no but I still I still need I, I still want it before that no I'm not saying like, I just look at my, <laughs> like, my I just point. look at no I just look at my current life and like like I'm happy I'm happy with where I'm at but like man and like I, I need to figure out how to, I'm gonna go live in Europe like I want to even today, today I was actually thinking about it. I was like, "Man, I want to go live in Madrid for six months, like, yeah, or somewhere I, in I thought Paris, about it, like, where would like, I live? I, I and I said, I probably go back to the south of France, mm, or Barcelona. That's it. Oh, like those are the like those are my those are my European cities that I like adore. I haven't been to Barcelona. I've been to Madrid and I loved it. I've not been to Madrid, but I've been to Barcelona. Like Barcelona, I fell in love with that city. I literally wrote an ode to the city. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. Barcelona. I no. love that city so much. Um, I just and south of France. Yeah. I mean, well, you know how I feel about like French and all that, but I would not want to live in Paris. Oh God, no. <laughs> See, yeah, that's what I'm not sure. I'm like, I would like. I think I'd like to live somewhere in France for a little while. Yeah, but, but that's I why I will go back to south of where. France. <laughs> that's why I will go back to south of France, which is much lovelier than Paris like I do not like that city at all I just think about my future and I'm just like that's what I want I want to be able to have adventures even sometimes like I was thinking about people and like I was thinking about weddings and like the amount of money that they cost Mm -hmm. and I'm like I wonder to what degree making those decisions in the way that we make them like really drives the course that a lot of people take because I'm just like okay for a lot of people getting married involves two big back-to-back costs right you like you're paying for the wedding and then for a lot of couples they try to get a a home Uh together around that time those are like such massive costs that in my brain, that would be a time where I, in my dream life, I would want to be like, hey, why are we, why are we doing all of this? Like, let's go, like, either travel for a year 
or just go live somebody somewhere else. Yes. Just go have a different experience. And the, to uh, why like not? what you've been experiencing. But I'm like, but I just think about the challenge when if you are to take on those two costs, for example. Like yeah, but if you, if you take, were like you probably wouldn't take on the latter. Yeah, exactly. But like even the former is a big one for a lot yeah, of people. And so you structure like, your life a different way, please. We do what works for you. Yeah. I've I've figured out like that that has to be a question for potential partners, like how they feel about eventually like oh, moving please. with kids and living somewhere else. Oh my gosh, like I, funny enough, I don't even think to ask it because it just feels like a given. Well, it's not. But it's not, right? You're so right because people have like, especially when people's families are in a specific place, there's a lot of benefit. Even even sometimes when I look at my moves, I think about going to England because I think about being a part of my siblings' lives and like the lives that they're building, which is a lot harder to do from further away. Um, But like, yeah, a lot of people are like that, and I'm like, nah. But it doesn't like, have to be. I, but things like I'm not saying it has to be forever. A year, no, yeah, two years, no. like, I, yeah. and it, it won't be when they, would, they're like two years old. Probably, like, I would want them to have that foundation. No, like, yeah, it's a family. But like when they're youngish, yeah, like, and, yeah. Like, but even I, I actually think like at a formative ish time, like I think the ages that me and my siblings went was a really good age like it sticks with you at that age yeah. like you're old enough to remember things yeah exactly like um, I definitely think like from like eight to I don't know early yeah. teens maybe yeah maybe like 13 like from like I'm not saying the whole five years but somewhere in that age range something in that range yeah time. oh gosh like before I just I didn't think I would like think of like going to live I just thought my experience with Brunei was would be like the end of my experience living in Asia, but like I could totally see going back there. I don't know. I just feel like I would probably choose Europe. To be honest, I don't yeah, know if I would. I can see that. Asia, um, but yeah, it is. I mean, Asia was. I I think. I I Maybe just Singapore. look back. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I just feel so lucky. Like, we just lived, it was such a good life to have the opportunity to experience. Like, you're getting such a great quality education. You're experiencing so many people from so many other countries. You're in this part of the world that you may not even think, like, we're in a country that I would never, I wouldn't have known existed. I still, you know, honestly don't know where it's going to map. <laughs> and if you not know, that people live there, I would, I don't think I've ever heard of that country. Okay, I've heard of it as, like, a place where they have kings and stuff. But, like, other than that, like, <laughs> it's the only thing that is that you can live there and it doesn't sound like a real place. Yeah, like, it was, and then by virtue of living there, and my dad was so, like, into travel at the time, we just got to go to so many other places in Asia as well. Um, and like you build cool friendships. It was just a, it was a genuinely good life. Like you don't, I don't remember worrying about things day to day or I don't know. It was just good. And I think it was, I like, I don't even think I recognized how much, it shaped my it's only later it's only now even as I get older that I'm like oh wow these experiences and like 
seeing you know these opportunities sh- really really shaped me and my view of the world and like how I hope the world to be and I think it's just so key like there's a lot of even I like I think actually the religious interruption was really really important like like we went to church when we lived in Brunei but it was just a time where like we had literally gone from attending church from the standpoint of our parents being leaders pastors like running it Mm -hmm. to just being like basically sunday only church people Mm. and like i i think that was so important for me because i think with my personality i would have found the nigerian brand of christianity very um formative mm. during that time if it if it ended up drive like I think it would have actually shaped me a lot more dramatically and I'm glad that I'm glad that I did I'm glad that I didn't have to <laughs> to deal with that I'm glad I'm glad that I didn't have to be as constrained by it um and it like there's yeah there's no doubt that even where I've landed now in my faith is influenced by having like the uh, the a bit of freedom of thought that I got out of that experience no I highly recommend the abroad it works the abroad I, I I very strongly recommend it like I can't imagine a life as much as I yeah I I do toy around I, I see that appeal of like one place one people your community that are dead but I'm like I I want adventures. Oh, as it is, the idea of travel. one place is already too late for me. So what is the point? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not. Is it like people? Don't people start that at me. any time too. People start that at any time though. Okay. Like you get to a place. I've literally been here for so many. I've been here for six years. Yeah, but I've been here for however many years. I wouldn't really. Like, I'm not planted here. I don't have mm-hmm. a community in air quotes here. Like, I don't have a village here. Even, like, this still feels a bit transit. Like, this stage still feels like, oh, I'm in transition. I don't know transition to where, when, how long it's going to take. But it doesn't feel, <laughs> it doesn't feel yeah. permanent at all. And even I started to feel that restlessness. Like I've been praying about this. Like where I'm just like, like I know that this is where I was supposed to be, but I don't know if it's, I'm still supposed to be here. But I'm mm. feeling the restlessness. But I don't know where I'm supposed to go. I, like, and I don't even know that I'm supposed to go anywhere yet. It's like right. It's like a like I clearly know that I was supposed to be here, but I don't know if I'm still supposed to be here. I just feel restless, and I'm just like I just mm. like this idea of like feeling at home in a place i wonder what that's like <laughs> must be nice <laughs> must, must be, be real nice because nice i don't oh my gosh i was just having this conversation with yesterday the idea of how since he's been here how even though he doesn't feel at home here he also realizes that he cannot really fully call nigeria home or anything and i was like dude this is not new like i and mm. i i referenced i don't know if you remember the talk that i did um when i was at stanford and 
like which was exactly mm. the idea of home and the Stanford Girls School of Business really values emotions and encourages talking about your emotions and sharing them. As a part of that, there is a tradition called talk where you stand up before your hundreds of classmates and share a part of your story and the things that have made you into who you are. In my second year, I gave a talk about what home has been to me from the lens of the places that I've been and the places that I've lived. I started with this quote from this lady, Ijoma, um, who said something like, it was called Diaspora Blues. It's like, uh, here you are, too foreign for here, too foreign for home, not enough for both, um, which is just exactly what it is, right? Like this idea that you just, so we kind of talked about the idea of home a bit um, mm. and just not feeling, like just being like, I don't not know, feeling. like yeah. neither of these places feel like home, but they're both home at the same time. Because I will still like, refer to Nigeria as home. And I think I even tell you this, how from time to time I feel a certain disconnection and I need I feel this since like go back to Nigeria and reconnect with myself and then I'm able mm. to come back and be a whole person again and that doesn't even make sense at all but I think I don't know if you remember me even saying how when we went to Kenya that was like that was the, it was one of those moments for me yeah. yes it was in Nigeria but it gave me that connection that it's I needed connected to, to the soil again yeah no really and it sounds it sounds woo woo. Like it sounds like kind of like But, but our culture our culture is woo. <laughs> like we just we have that in us. Like yeah. me me and Misha were talking about something completely unrelated. I think we were talking about like um just how how Western cultures and Eastern cultures slash African cultures tend to just have different approaches. The Western culture is a lot more clinically quote unquote scientifically minded while other cultures tend to be spiritual. And she was just like, deep that we believe in juju as in as per matter of factly. <sighs> like is not a like like you understand that it's airy fairy and weird. But, but you genuinely like you believe in it the way that you believe the sky is blue. But it's like, you're like it's a very real thing. See see as the way you're saying but it's actually real though. You're saying it as as frankly as the sky is blue. But like don't you and to somebody that No, I completely do. I completely believe in judge. Like I 100% think there's like all these spiritual things, but that is also like we line that up in our culture literally next to E equals MC squared. Yeah. Is that it is that level of factual? It is. To us. It is so when you say when you talk about collecting connecting to the soil, like that doesn't sound airy. Like for to me, that sounds as factual as. And I, I don't think everybody in our culture feels that. Yet. Some people go to the abroad and they they see, have seen their that is redemption. Th- thanks, thank you, Lord. We're free mm-hmm. from the oppressive forces yeah. <laughs> that have been holding us back and no desire to ever return. But I think a lot of people do relate to this idea of like going back, feeling connected, feeling grounded. And also like, and it may not, and I think it's, I think there's a spiritual element, but there's also a physical element to that. Like your skin has been begging for that kind of sunshine. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, things like that. So yeah, no, I completely get you. It's, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we saw, we kind of talked about that idea a bit about home and nothing quite feeling. Yeah. So I was just like, and then I kind of, I kind of alluded, but I didn't really dig too deep into it. Like even the idea, like when people even ask, like, like when I think about what I want in a partner or what that looks like, honestly, what I always come back to is home. 
that's what I'm looking for. That's emotional. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Like, I just want... Do you feel like like the way that you've moved around impacts that? Or Or do you feel like that's universal? Well, I don't know. You can tell me if that's universal. I don't know that I've talked to a lot of people. Mm. I don't know that I've really had that idea of... Oh, I have. But, like, I don't know that I've talked to a lot of people who, like, describe finding their person as, like, home in the same way Mm. that I think about it. So I do think, like, a lot of it is the moving around a lot, the never quite feeling like Mm -hmm. I've belonged in all the different moving around places or in the places where I felt like I belonged. Never been yanked away from there so quickly and never really get into a fully experience and like sit in that yeah um so yeah so I think like that probably relates to it right where I'm just like well I guess whatever home is is not going to end up being a physical place for me because it hasn't been so far Mm. like I want to exist in all the spaces that just feel like places where I live. Like I remember even when I lived in Baltimore, you hardly hear me when people refer to Baltimore as home. Like I'm like, eh, it it sounds it wrong. Doesn't quite fit. Yeah, yeah, it all sounds so wrong. <laughs> like so, even in the US, for example, there is no one place that feels like my home here. I mean, I feel like DC is the closest, but even then, like you know. So I'm just. I think I'm just yeah. going through. I'm just like I don't expect my home to be any physical place and so it almost feels as if like well but for as long as i'm single then sure my home is in myself but you're homeless (laughs) 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 wow that's That's what i'll be asking you from now on instead of hey do you have a man i'll be like are you still homeless to anybody else who just hears you ask me ask if I'm still homeless. <laughs> You're still homeless? <laughs> um, I'm still homeless. So. No, I, just, <laughs> I just meant like for as long as like I'm by myself and single and whatever, it's like okay, I'm still unentangled. Like I'm still like Ooh. I'm still like not attached to it's like I'm not attached to any physical place I'm just like floating right like floating. I can like be wherever do whatever do oh, like, man. so when again so when I think about what I want in a partner it's like home like this is mm. my person this is a place where I feel grounded I feel accepted like I feel like I can be fully comfortable I feel like mm-hmm. I'm like I can stay here <laughs> you know yeah. um, no that really resonates even on the home front the home idea like I don't think I'm as much a don't feel at home as much as like I think I've probably shifted my expectations of home like I consider Canada home and I can and I think I feel at home here but my definition of home is not as holistic as the definition saying you presented when you describe a partner who would feel at home. Like I consider Nigeria home and I feel at home there when I am there. Um, And I consider the UK home still. And I feel at home when I'm there, but my idea of home 
doesn't necessarily include in those contexts, my idea of home doesn't necessarily include being accepted, for example. So like in Nigeria, I don't fit in. Yeah. Not even a bit. I stick out like a sore thumb almost everywhere I go. <laughs> um, but I feel very Nigerian. And like, that's not something that anyone can take away from me. I feel like, I feel very much like a Potakot babe. Like, you can't tell me twice. I even feel Ijabu and I don't know how I don't, and that's audacious of me because I have no rights <laughs> like you know what I mean like yeah. I like I feel so connected to those identities and I feel at home in the mention of them and in the presence of them and like gallivanting through Nigeria as I had the privilege of doing like I felt I feel I felt at home everywhere like it feels like home I feel at home here in Canada like even though you know, like I'm in, it's 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 an odd. It's just like a, it's an odd thing. My idea of home doesn't even even include, um, community. Like I think I've built that to a certain degree, but I think more than anywhere I've lived, Canada is the place where I've felt like I have the least established sense of community. Really, weirdly, yeah. Wow. Like I know, but it like. And I think, and I think a lot of that is to do with stage of life. Yeah. Like when I was living in Brunei, like I had my core group of friends, gang, and we, you know, you're in school, you see each other every yeah. day. Same thing in the UK, you're in school, you see each other every day. University, which was a little bit of a disconnected vibe for me, but like still, ultimately, I had my my crew, and essentially, you see each other every day. There's like there's this like sense of connection and experiencing the day-to-day with people and I think living in Canada I feel like I I feel like I've built something but it feels very um faint compared to a lot of things I've built in other like it does it feels like small breeze can blow it (laughs) and definitely a pandemic can't hold it (laughs) that's for sure you know so it's different like I've definitely found throughout this time like my level of connection to the people who are here with me in this, you know, same physical space uh-huh. is way less. Like my connection to people in this pandemic is primarily being sustained by people who I'm connected to who aren't in Calgary. Right. Um, like because a lot of the physical touch points of Calgary life don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, so like, I think I'm I'm I've built something here, but it, it does feel I don't faint is the only word. Like it feels kind of ghost like. Um and I feel like and and also I think there's an element of that that's probably just like in my head too. Mm-hmm. Um but again, like nothing feels like I can't leave it. Like not like no 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 tie. And that's I think that's the other thing with all these other places with all, every place. No tie feels strong enough to hold. Yeah. Um. So I definitely feel connected to that to the idea of like to what you describe. Except I think I've probably just reframed it for myself mm-hmm. to allow home to be something that has a lot less pressure. Yeah. And that's the thing I was wondering. I was like, when you describe the home thing in a partner sense, I'm like, oh wow, that really resonates, and that's like what I would hope and dream. 
But even to like to think that and to say that out loud and to project that actually feels like putting way too much expectation. On oh, and person. I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's contradictory in the sense that I'm also the person who loves this one poem by Erin um, Hansen that talks about you can't make a home out of people. <laughs> so like it, it it does feel contradictory but honestly i think like at the end of the day it's what i feel but i also i also don't think that but also, it's also what i'm willing to give okay. like it's not like i don't think that it's extraordinary like in the asking yeah. of it like i'm not asking you to i'm not asking you to like you're not going to be my all be all like I'm still a pretty independent yeah. person like that's not what when I talk about the idea of home like that's not what I mean like at the end of the day like home is a place where you're happy to come back to it doesn't mean that you never leave the home like you go mm-hmm. you come back you experience the world but it's like your shelter it's like the place where you yeah. like you know like so I, I like don't you can be accepted and yeah exactly and, and so that's like I don't can so be I, built up yeah I think like I I think that I've thought about this in the healthiest versions of itself. Yeah. Like that's what I like. Want. You're not talking. You're not talking about codependency. No, 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 no. That's not what I right. mean. And which is like when I think about building a home out of, like that's like looking for somebody to give you something that you are missing in yourself. Like no, that's not what mm. I'm looking for at all. Like I'm looking for the things that I'm also willing to give. That whole like yes, I can go out and put on my brave face to the world, but like I can come here and just be safe yeah. and be ground the way the way i talked about even like needing to go back to nigeria to reconnect to myself like it's like oh like this is who i am like somebody you yeah. know like you know and to feel to feel known exactly. in such a way that like that like you could always be some it's almost like a well tether is not the right word <laughs> considering <laughs> considering um that what was that movie us oh my oh gosh yeah so if you haven't seen the movie us it's a horror film by jordan peele Starring Lupita Nyong'o. And the premise is basically that everyone has kind of these underground doppelgangers that share the same soul as them. And those doppelgangers are your tether. So in that context, it's really frightening. And that's definitely not the kind of tether I'm trying to refer to here. <laughs> tether is not the right word. But it's that kind of thing where like it would have the same to go to a place. It's like it's even even in a small way, like when there's things in my life that feel disjointed, like, you know, when I was talking to you about how I was feeling down on myself and on my self-esteem this week, yeah. like I went to my sister yeah. because she knows how to tether me back to my place of confidence. Yeah. Right. Like I know that if I go into that conversation with her, like she's not hearkening to something in me that doesn't exist. Exactly. She's so she's able to successfully hearken to it because she knows it so well. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. So that's what no, I, I get like, that's what I mean and yeah because I definitely have, as I said like I've thought about this in all the poems that it is contradictory because I really do love that poem by Erin where it's like because I also see how that can be unhealthy but I think mm-hmm. I've like spent a lot of time like thinking about what that means for me but yeah. I think that, you know when I think about love like what really still rings the truest for me is just like home yeah no I love that like it really resonates I think I have a very very pretty much like the same idea and vision and I think the thing that like sticks with me the most from what you said is this idea of like you're not you're not looking for something that you're not willing to give and I think that's like always my own driving force in things um 
even though sometimes I'd be willing to give some stupid things <laughs> in fairness. <laughs> well, in not in fairness, but in, in truth. Um, but I think that's like, I think that's the whole dynamic. If it's, you're not, in, you're not imposing a desire on someone or a wish on, on someone that isn't something that you aren't willing to spend yourself yeah. on to. Um, and I think that's really powerful. Like, yeah. And I, and I, and I also think like, it sounds intense and I think, I think that's what scares me about like the description you use. I was like, man, that sounds like really intense, but I don't know. I think there's also a way that it can be very, it can be very simple. (laughs) There's a way that it can actually be a, a very simple a very simple goodness. It just sounds like being an a tr- a truly excellent and present friend. Yeah, yeah, and kind of delighting in that. So yeah, no, I really love that. What a what a beautiful picture you painted. Like, it's very pure. I always say that about you. That's a <laughs> that's my that's my Chioma descriptor. Oh my gosh, I don't know where people where we how we land here. I think there's like such a sincerity to the way that you speak about things and articulate yourself and and I think it's hard to be around you and not then be sincere and honest about your own self too like like when you are somebody who's pure of heart I think it's extremely difficult for people who aren't the same to last long yeah do you know what I mean like because it dri- it just drives that in other people unless they're complete wolves <laughs> like just looking to take advantage yeah. like it just drives that in other people and i find that like when you speak honestly and sincerely it makes me feel like even i in what i said like i was like oh like this res- this resonates with me but i don't know that i would ever even say that out loud to myself because uh-huh. there's something about it that is like so daunting and so scary but for you having said it or articulated it it's like oh wow like that's my that's me too and I can like say that and I have you know and it's not and it's like because of the sincerity of it like then there's no there's no shame I don't know if shame is the right word but like yeah no it's a good I'm trying to compliment you a bit no I appreciate it thank you I do ever wonder if there'll be a physical, I don't think I even care. Cause I, cause I think cause of my own view of home, like it makes me feel confident in my ability to show up anywhere and get and, and make something oh, I, of myself. I, mean, I that trust space, that to you know? myself, to be honest. At this, yeah. at this, again, because at this point I'm not like, as I said, I have got, I have freed myself from thinking that, my home is going to be one physical place that is now suddenly home. Yeah. I've freed myself of that. Wherever I am is my home at this point. Mm-hmm. And all places are home. My body is my home. Is, right. I'm at home in my own body. I'm at home in my body. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> homeless until. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I, yeah. So I, at this point, and I think maybe that's one of the things where, even with the idea of like, oh, something's going to like tie me down. Like we kind of alluded to a bit. I'm just like, please, 
I make the plans I make now for whatever. And if the next thing comes, we move. We move. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm I'm always worried about creating unintentional prisons for my own mm-hmm. <laughs> mind. Um but I just need to build that element of like trust in my own self and my own path and my own decisions. Um that and also in God that yeah. like the things that are my steps are my steps. Yeah, exactly. You know, even even if I even if I try to fight stuff. Exactly, exactly. Um but yeah. It's gonna be an interesting future. It will be. We'll honestly see. for whatever however it turns out. I mean look at all the things that have brought us here to a future that I could not have drawn out I couldn't have mapped it out at all exactly so in a million years I really couldn't so it's worked out pretty great um I think the the rest of it will be pretty great too I'm 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 yeah I'm looking forward to it a lot that ended up going in the direction that I personally wasn't expecting you decided to be expecting I was not expecting. I was one was out here pouring out all of my soul <laughs> into the streets. Eh, you know what? Lots of people in the streets feel the same way that you do, I think. So I, I think it's good. It was good sharing. And I think it's an important conversation. The idea of home can be really challenging. Like, I mean, for us, it's challenging. And I'm sure for a lot of people um, who are like us, who grew up in different places or have experienced a lot of moving I, I think this what you explained is something that people actually really relate to a lot so it was good yeah, sharing I, I think I've heard that quite a bit yeah home is home is a complex thing whatever that means like and it's interesting how much it just continues to show up in all those different places in our lives you know but the beauty of growing up and adulthood is you get to make what home is for yourself and if you feel at home in your own body you can just carry your home with you wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's the most important thing. That even in itself is maybe a bigger challenge for people. Like, being at home and content in where you are and just knowing that, like, you carry home with you, you carry your connections with you wherever you go. Thanks for the internet. Thanks for all these things. Like, we're never too far away from the things and people that can make us feel at home. Even in a pandemic where we're literally stuck in our physical same walls <laughs> in our physical homes yeah well, speaking of the pandemic though my passion for the people this week is if you could pack your bag and baggages and move and live anywhere in this world where would you go yeah I'm no i'm keen to hear that too actually i'm tired of my four walls um i'm ready to go anywhere I mean, maybe apart from like, apart from like America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no, I would because of you, but I would because of you, but I don't know. Anyway, the vaccine soon come. Like that's the only, that's the, that would be the, the ticket for, for all of us. But like, yeah, I'm interested to hear, obviously I've said mine, Spain, France, but I'm interested to hear other people's ideas about where they would like to be and see if we can, you know, borrow one or two. Yeah. Still one or two. Yes, add them to the list, right? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, that's all I had. Yeah, as per usual to everyone, we hope you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, 
do something to feel at home in your own body and in your uh, physical house because you're probably going to be there for a while longer yeah it's gonna be at least a few months but you know what hang in there yeah all right cuz i'll talk to you later bye right. love you talk to you later love you bye thanks so much for listening are you me was created by the two of us it's edited by our sister misha and produced by our friend palaren in partnership with yawa we love you guys the music was produced by the incredible david aka dalet don't forget to subscribe so you know when we drop a new conversation and if you liked what you heard give us all the stars and a good review and also tell a friend to tell a friend we'd love to hear from you Follow us at RUMEPod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also send us an email at RUMEPodcast at gmail.com. We send out periodic newsletters with fun bonus content. Sign up on our website at RUMEPodcast.com. Take good care of yourself. Till next time, this has been RUME. Are you me? Me?